Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing. It is I, Christopher William, yum, 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 Glasson, and my co-host over there. What's your name? It's Stuart Roy with him. Oh, hey, Stu. Yeah, I didn't forget. How are you? How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right, mate. Got the sniffles, so I'm going to try not to sniffle too much. Please don't, because um, you was poorly organised uh, for today's podcast. So when we went to record, I mean, I tell you what, take five minutes. I'll put myself on mute on Zoom, and you have a little think. Uh, so yeah. you turned your video camera off, so I couldn't see you, but you didn't turn your mic <laughs> off. So all I heard was you sniffing every fucking ten seconds, occasionally peppered with you laughing at your own <laughs> ideas. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, no, I apologise. I'm sorry I was poorly prepared because my mum had an accident this morning and cut her head open. Do you know so what? So rude of you. That we've, we've, you know, we've got people that support this podcast via by a patron that actually pay money. So it's a case of getting your priorities right, mate. Either you want to cut the quid in your back pocket or you're worried about your mum. Ah, oh, fuck her then. All right, okay, let's crack on then. Um <laughs> Oh, also, if you're on video, if you're watching this on video, you can see all the white stains all over my T-shirt. Maybe you're thinking my willy's healthy enough to touch now, but it isn't. They're just white stains from painting. Wonderful. It's not semen. Anyway, uh, let's have a quick shout-out from our sponsors. Okay, first up, we have a brand-new message from our sponsor, love-beer.co.uk. Charles says... We're delivering to home and office bars in and around London, including Essex, Kent, Hertfordshire and more. We're a one-stop shop for everything you need to pour a beer at home, from installation of the equipment through to delivering kegs straight to the bar. This year, with Rugby and World Cups, we're also developing our hire equipment with a quick and easy-to-use solution to have kegs at home. For about 3 20 a pint, we can install a keg with all the equipment you need to pour beer for up to two weeks. Yes, yes. All the equipment we provide can dispense up to two kegs at the same time. So if you wanted a lager and one of my amazing craft beers we featured previously on the podcast, then the per pint cost will be even lower and the equipment we use will keep it pouring properly for the full two weeks without you having to do a thing. The only thing you have to do is go to love-beer.co.uk. 
The world can seem like a strange and sometimes dangerous place. With Summer Academy helping you with your martial arts training, you can always feel safe. Dangerous loners are everywhere. They come across as harmless board game geeks or indie music fanatics, but the reality is far more sinister. Yes, yes. Wrenchy Simon James has been training karate for over 32 years and teaching for 28. He knows through first-hand experience that martial arts can give you the stress release you've been looking for. It can teach you life lessons along with fitness and, more importantly, peace. At Sama, he teaches karate, kickboxing, tai chi and MMA to all ages, from children as young as four to the very elderly, even Stu. What? Aside from that, he also teaches ladies self-defence, self-defence courses, team building courses, corporate training days, apprenticeships to become a martial arts instructor for Sama. Yeah, he even teaches a parent and baby self-defence course. That's defence while carrying your child, not defence against maniacal murder babies, because we all know there's no defence against them. So go hit Simon up at sama-academy.co.uk. I love the way that you segue into a shout-out from our sponsors from discussing uh, whether you've got spat <laughs> over your T-shirt <laughs> uh, or whether it's pain. So yeah. for, for those that have just uh, joined the podcast that may have missed the last few episodes or, 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 or random discussions about it over the last couple of years, you've recently been circumcised uh, and the yeah, healing pro- as the healing process, mate. Yeah, I, think it's, I think it's coming along. I still have a few little panics every now and then, but, um, you know... It seems to be the nighttime erections aren't such a problem these days. So, yeah, it's all. all Has your knob gone off yet? No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Dreams are getting sexier. Are they? Obviously. Am I in them? Yeah, of course. Just hopefully not too much. I was going to make a mess, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just picturing, like, me and you, me and you, like Sunday night bath time. Like we're we're we're, we're both sitting in the bath. We're like kind of got like bubbles on our faces, making little yeah. bubble beards on each other's faces, yeah, and then all yeah. of a sudden, a little tugboat pops up through the bubbles on the floor. And I'm like, oh, mushroom hello. Island. What's that? Little mushroom <laughs> island. <laughs> mushroom island. <laughs> Hashtag mushroom <laughs> island. Oh fucking hell! Right. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Um. Welcome to Hardcore Listing. Um. Thanks to our lovely sponsors. Um. If you would also like to get behind the podcast and 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 sp- kind of sponsor it really yep. uh, in a roundabouts way we have a um uh, a, a patreon mm-hmm. uh, patreon's really cool it's um it's a kind of support platform really um we but it also looks like a social media platform so each week we upload um a standalone episode that doesn't go out to the public it only goes out to patreon uh, and on them episodes we can kind of be a little looser um I don't a know. A bit more crazy. Yeah, I don't know why we. It almost says like even more unprofessional. You know, if you want to give us money, we'll be even more unprofessional. But no, <laughs> um, we, we we loosen up a little bit. Um, also, um, you can watch all the episodes. You can watch this episode and you can watch the Patreon episode. We put the videos up of all the episodes, so um, you get that and a massive back catalogue. So you can also watch the drunk cast featuring, um, like you can watch the videos of me, Screw, Brett Goldstein, uh, Chris Romesh. Um, and it, that's a, that's a great watch, and yeah, and hundreds and hundreds of episodes um, that have never been released to the public. Um, loads of radio shows I put together, like little, your mixtapes are great. Yeah, I put together some like playlists of music, uh, but lots of little radio shows where I play records and have a have a little chat. So you can get all of that um, for for not a lot, probably the price of I don't know 
a cup of posh coffee if you're in town. Um, but yeah, so you can find out all about that at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash hardcore listing. Boom. Today's top five. So this one. Um, chosen by a friend, show. right? Yeah. Uh, this was chosen from Nina, from um, Sex with Charlie and Nina, um, and also um, uh, Two Girls, One Shop. How can I forget that? Um, and, yeah, uh, I was chatting to Nina, and I said, look, we need some top fives. And she, she said that she had an idea, and this was it. And I said, right, we're going to do it. So huge love and thanks to Nina. Um, in chats with uh, Charlie and Nina, to have them back on. Because mm-hmm. um, we've not had them on since... Um, the release of season two. Um, Sex with Charlie and Nina, which has become mm. a huge, a huge smash podcast. And uh, if you didn't check last week's episode, or maybe this, I suppose by the time this comes out, it'll be last week's episode. Our very own Mr. Scroobius Pip is a guest on there. Mm. Um, go check that out. You may see uh, a, a slightly, I don't know, a little peek behind the, the sexy curtain of Scroobius Pip. Um, it's a very silent sexy <clears> curtain. Go and have a listen. Go and have a listen From to what Sex he, he with, once uh, told me with Charlie yeah. and Nina. But yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have the, have the girls on um, very soon. Uh, do they want us on their podcast, or do they not want to hear my stories? Uh, I, I believe they do. I believe that was discussed this morning as well. So, uh, Sex with Charlie and Nina. Yes, please. Oh, see what uh, you done there. There we go. Right. Uh, so, right, okay. Nina, come up with mm-hmm. top five things that should be left should have been left in the eighties. <laughs> okay, right. Who's going first? Well, you've obviously just looked at your <laughs> list and laughed again. <laughs> so do you want to just get that out of your system? I'm not saying that Nina's inspired me with this one, but a hairy pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're so not sorry. Oh, God. I don't even mean it. I don't even care what body hair you've got. I could give a fucking less of a shit if girls have got hairy pussies or armpits. It really don't care. But just girls. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. It just made me laugh. Um, right. What is my actual number five? Uh, Magnolia. Oh, good shit. <laughs> Thanks, mate. It was really hard to put these top five together. Oh, just just coming back to Harry Pie. What a great thing. To- Great. Anyway, Magnolia. Um, I, uh, just, just, just talking about hairy pie. I had a mate called Strand, uh, and he was called Strand because he was like <laughs> a lanky strand of piss. Uh, mm. And uh, and he was talking about something once, and he's my one friend that all of my friends can do an impression of. Yeah. Right, but for some reason, we whenever you talk about him or quote him, you do it in his voice, which is really weird because we never do that about anyone else. Mm. Um. But he said something, and this was in the 90s, not the 80s, mm-hmm. but uh, there was a clip in a film of something where you saw a bit of bush. <laughs> and I just remember sitting there, and he paused it and rewind, rewound it with such excitement, and he went, Roy, I saw fur. <laughs> <laughs> fur. It was important. Uh, listen, it was important to see as much fur as you could. Oh, pubes like, fur. You know, well, yeah, it's just great. It's just a furry rug, isn't it? That's another way of. That's another sort of like thing to say about a yeah. fur cup. I think it's great. It's great to have like a creative <laughs> list of words for pubes, and um, yeah, I'm all for it. So, mm-hmm. and back in the eighties and nineties, you had to get it where you could. You know, there's nothing. You weren't going to see a pair of flaps, was you? 
Like, you can't still see that now. So, a bit of fur. It was very suggestive and sexy. Um, I think we were talking about Magnolia, oh, yeah. actually. Um, but we could just do an episode on um, different uh, ways to describe pubes. Um, Magnolia, like, it's just that colour that was everywhere. And um, and it's still it's still about in houses now. It's like, I think, like, they're trying to move on to, like, you know, greys and, br- like, sort of, like, browns. But... Magnolia. It's like, do you want vanilla-coloured walls all around your house? It just freaks me out, man. It's just like, just lacking of any fucking inspiration. Mm. Is people who just slap magnolia all over their walls, just, and uh, just, it just looks shit. Just looking over your freshly decorated. Uh... It's magnolia. <laughs> Is that magnolia? <laughs> no, of course is it's it white. Not. It's just, it's white. It's just because of the. It's just because the lighting is quite warm at the mm. moment. Uh, it's coming across magnolia. But I might actually get some like special coloured lights in here, so I can change the colour of the room uh, for the podcast as well. So oh, like sorry, you know, I for this podcast, it, when we go on sex with Charlie and Neil, obviously I'll get it. I'll have a like a, a red sort. Oh, of, excellent! Like, Suggesting that they're prostitutes. Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly that. No, because oh, okay. it's sexy, isn't it? Red. Well, sexy no. Times. Roxanne put on a red light. Mm-hmm. Because well, that's obviously if you put a red light on, that means that mm. you're on the game. It's a brothel. Oh, okay. Well, you know, if we get a few knocks on the door, well, you we'll ain't got. I'm, I'm sure they're not going to think it's you. They're probably going to think, well, Who, "Who's that attractive lady that lives with that old man?" Like, oh, <sighs> is she on the game? You need people to think about to, these things. Pe- people have to learn to be be dis, uh, disappointed, don't they, when they find out it's me? But <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. They're just going to have to let me suck their dick. Um, right, Magnolia. That's I, my, I think that's we've done my with number Magnolia five. Now, we? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's your number five? Uh, the slow dance. The slow dance, right? <laughs> Should yeah. have been left in the eighties, right? That that's mm-hmm. where it was left. Did you ever have a slow dance? Other than like, yeah, I loved. Other I loved than, it. Other than a wedding, uh, at the like nineties school discos, we did. Yeah, we still. It was still a thing in the nineties school discos. It was still happening, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, as you say, it should have stayed there. According to you, it should have stayed in the eighties. You didn't like a slow dance at a school disco. Uh, Your first real, my first real, you know, intimacy with a girl in to to, to in many regards. I know, but yeah, you. you I mean. <laughs> The fact that you was a supply teacher didn't make it much fun. <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> um, no, uh, I uh, no, I never really liked to slow dance. Like I remember, like being at weddings and like and and sort of getting roped up to have like a slow dance with my mum when I was about eight or something, mm. and just feeling like really awkward. Oh, uh, that makes sense. And uh, and then, like when I went clubbing for the first few years. Uh, in, in, in Pizzazz, you'd have a slow dance section at mm. like quarter to two. If only for tonight, tonight don't be a stranger. Be a stranger. Um, you yeah. can reach me by sailboat. Um, and oh, I'll tell you the song I really, really fucking hate. Yeah. End of the Road by Boys to Men. Mm-hmm. I hate that song. And other oh, it's so bad. That uh, fucking million love songs later. Like, mm-hmm. So that was the erection section. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you would literally, it was bizarre. It, it was, I guess it was basically pre-dating app. You would 
Mm. He like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to slow things down now. And uh, why not go mm. and uh, ask that special person for a dance? Mm. You can reach mm. me by sailboat. And then you would literally walk up to a girl mm. and go, and, and I'd love to think there was like a gentlemanly edge to it of like, Let's mm. let's have a lovely slow dance like we was at the you know the Blackpool mm. uh whatever. Mm. Like and dance. But mm. it wasn't. It was just a case of uh hello, um would you mind coming and standing in the middle of that dance floor while I push my semi against you uh and try and have a snog. Uh with I think this is I think this is where we fundamentally um you know, don't agree. I, I'm all up for uh, slow dances. You had your full erection out before you even got to the dance floor. Listen, I mean, that has happened as well, but I'm not saying that I always do that. I love a slow dance. Yeah, like, I, I, it's just it's just terrifying having to go and ask like that age, tell, ask a girl if they want to dance. But for someone like me that had zero confidence to go, mm. can I have your number? I've never, I couldn't mm. do that. Like, no. you know, I'd be mortified of, of rejection. And... You know, it made it kind of, it was dark, everyone was a bit drunk. You could say, do you want to have a dance? It, it was a little bit of a, so what I'm saying is back then, it was all right. Mm. So, since then, I mean, apart from um, Pip's failed attempt on the first night of We Are Lizards to try and bring back the slow section, which just left yeah, a load of people yeah. confused. Um, what you get now oh, is mm. if, like, you know, they play a bit of like, uh, sexy R and B mm. is they do that like sort of grinding thing mm. that I'm not comfortable with. Like, yeah, no, I'm not comfortable with the fact I've done it, and like, I, I you no, 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 you are not cool enough to do that. You no, are listen, not cool enough to do that. I remember. Being I know in you Vegas. can dance a little bit, but you ain't cool enough for that, mate. No, listen, I listen. I'm not saying I, I like I, I had any place doing it, but I remember being in Vegas. Doing lots of grinding with a uh, with a girl I met out there. Same girl that I threw whiskey all over my face. I don't know if anyone remembers that story. But was um, that the night that you got wheeled home in a wheelchair by security? I don't know if it was. Right. It might be a different night. Um, but I threw whiskey in my face. Long story. Um, but I was just protecting myself from cold sores. Um, oh my god! But. Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I look back in that and I think, oh, that's probably not something I'd like my grandparents to see. But then I don't really want my grandparents watching me have sex. Should that stop me? I'm confused. But I like a slow dance. I was all for Pip having a slow dance thing. I think it was a collaborative idea that we'd have a slow dance section. Maybe it didn't go down so well. The kids like to put their arbor and be on now and just sort of like have a grind don't start, together. Don't start doing it. I do not want to look at that. Like, honestly... Mm. Uh, Yes, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of it, and I, I guess it makes me feel old um, mm. when I see it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what the what's what's the protocol because if if there is a you know an attractive lady or or man like literally like grinding their ass against your cock and balls mm. on a dance floor, mm. I mean you're gonna get a boner, right? There's nothing that wrong with that. I don't give a fucking shit. But you're a loner with a boner. Like <laughs> Yeah, but like when I'm not a loner with a boner, I'm a, a creep with a peep. <laughs> and there's just someone there grinding against it. No, I've got no shade. I've got no issue with a girl like feeling my erection through my trousers. As long as, you know, that's uh that's what they want. I'm I'm not like someone who wants to 
I'm not <laughs> I'm not the kind of guy to walk up to a girl in a nightclub with a full-on erection out and say, do you want me to prove I'm not gay? I'm not that kind no. of guy. How was you going to um, prove that, should you, in a hypothetical <laughs> situation? Would it have been by asking her and her mate to have a threesome in your mate's car? Yeah, yeah, basically. Wow. Um, yeah, like, no, I mean, like, even then I asked up front. Mm. I didn't just, like, I mean, I, well, there's so much to explain here, like the whiskey thing, but... I'm just thinking about just... an unsolicited dick pic. Yeah, I mean, was was, was that an unsolicited no, dick pic before dick pics were a thing? Straight, no, that I just I took it straight back to he's flashing there, didn't I? I mean, oh yeah, of like course, fight. yeah, yeah. You know, oh, flashing. Just straight back. I mean, really but it wasn't nice. intentional flashing. I didn't know it was out. Yeah. you know, um, it's so small I couldn't <laughs> tell. Um, yeah, like uh, right, listen. A little slow dancing. If you get a boner and they're grinding against you, I think that's kind of a good thing. Mm. I, I imagine that many a girl who's done that is like, oh, this is quite this is quite exhilarating. It's not appropriate to just ran, walk up behind a random girl with a fucking chubber mm. and just grind <laughs> it against her and go, no, it's okay. It's bloody simply Reds playing. Yeah. I don't think that's acceptable. Yeah. Um, I mean, that made, you, that made you sound like you was down with the kids. <laughs> Sp- speaking of fucking being down with the kids and... Uh, and yeah. Slow dances. Oh, Kelly got mm. thirty years yesterday. I know. Didn't he? Good. I just. It's just the only thing is he's probably going to serve less than that. But I just hope it's even if he sell, serves half that sentence. If that's fifteen years of him getting beaten to a pulp by uh, the inmates, I'm. All, I, I mean, at least he's getting fifteen years of being beaten to a pulp. Like he's got to be. I'm, he's got to be mid fi- mid to late fifties now. Surely. Yeah, he's like. Hopefully, his life's over. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and I like to try and be forgiving and see. You know, and try to understand uh, things, and I think um, people with those sort of problems—it's a real—it's—it's it's awful for everyone involved, and many of them don't want those sort of compulsions. But when it, you get to R. Kelly level, and like they've been—they've been told like for twenty years, like they've had all the warnings in the world, and they've got access to any woman they want, and they didn't have to do that. I mean, no one has to do it either. But do you know what I mean? It just makes it even worse, I think. And uh, so he can fucking burn in hell, as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, good, good. I'm really glad. And, uh, yeah, I hope he just has a really miserable time. Sorry, I don't know if that's um, What's your number the four? best version of me. Anyway, um, I'm going to go in with... I just don't get double denim. I mean... I just don't get it. When I think of, like, double denim... I think status quo seventies. Oh, okay. I thought it was an eighties thing. Maybe I've. Oh, they, that they, wrong. They, I mean, they, they've rocked it for the I mean, last fifty years. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Tiffany, in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Nineties, bewitched, obviously. Mm-hmm. Didn't uh, Brian? What's his name? Brian Adams Bello. liked a bit of that. Who? Brian. Brian <laughs> Adams liked a bit of it. Yeah. Um. I just don't get it. Have you ever, I've got have you a mate who wears it? it. I've got a wait, nah, nah. I've got a mate who wears it. Good looking guy. Used to do all right with the old ladies. Um, uh, but just not some. I just, I couldn't pull off double denim. I wouldn't feel comfortable in it. I struggle you know. with it, like, to get a denim jacket that, that works for me. I'd really like yep. to have a, a denim jacket, but it just don't, it ain't, it ain't a thing that I can get away with. It just don't You're work. Quite you're quite a unit, aren't you? I think, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to be rude here, but it is coming out quite rude. But I, uh, but at the same time, I think you'd suit, like, a utility, like, Carhartt shirt would probably look cool on you. So, I don't know. Maybe it would work. But 
don't know. It's just something yeah. about I mean, it, why don't you neck it with fashion advice, mate? You've got a fucking skanky old T-shirt covered in spunk, and you said you ain't even had a shower yet. Yeah. Um, if you can pull off double denim, you're a cool motherfucker. I get, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Is this yeah. a good time to mention the time that Pip turned up in a denim waistcoat <laughs> and jeans? Yeah. I mean, as soon as I said denim, double denim, if he's listening, he's like, oh, hold on. Here we he's go. Gonna... They're going to thumb in the fucking denim go. jacket again, aren't they? Yeah. I just would have loved, I'd love to see Pip with all his worst ideas with fashion all in one night. Just for, That with his like clip-on gold tooth that he had. Mm. Um, he's double denim. He's, did he did he shave oh, the little thing into look like a bloke from Alien Ant Farm in his head once? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got long hair now, but he could do it in his beard. Yeah, just down the middle, couldn't he? Yeah. Um, I'd love to see that. Yeah, uh, but he kind of he, he, annoyingly he does pull these these looks off. Really, I just I just like to be um, what's the word? Horrible. Envious. Oh. There we go. That's the word. Petty. Yeah. Um. Right ho. Okay. Um, so double denim, yeah, that can get in the sea, really. Yeah. Uh- hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash post. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's your number four, mate? Uh, I'm probably going to go in moustaches. Um, mm. I think um, in, in the 70s, you had like the sort of the, the handlebar moustache. In the 80s, mm. they really come into their own. They had, it, it stopped at the sort of the, the curve of the lip and like, and you had mm. a, you, your moustache was, it was a boycy, you know, it was like, um, it was just a bit of a statement, I think. You know, you had your mm. kind of your, um, uh, your sort of uh, your. Uh, I'm going to generalise here, like um, through Harry Enfield, like your scarce moustache. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think it was like a proper fucking bold look in the eighties, mm. and uh, and I think you know you'd have like your little Mickey Pierce moustaches mm. uh, that were all like more wispy. Yeah, like my old man's moustache in the in the. 80s was fucking solid and and i just think that 
you know, you had your fucking your magnum, like you know, mm. like fucking Tom Selleck just rocking a fucking tash, like, yeah, and it was really good. And then in the nineties, they just disappeared completely. Mm-hmm. And then in the noughties, the only people that had moustaches were either sex offenders or hipsters. <laughs> yeah, and like, and it was like them kind of like fucking ironic cunts wandering around mm. East London. Just mm. like, oh, I've just got a moustache. Like, and it's like, well, you just look like an idiot because you're wearing yeah. fucking Carhartt and fucking whatever else, mm. but you've got a moustache. Old, um, what's his take cut chops from EastEnders tried to grow one as well, didn't he? Ian Beale. And that was that was terrible. Um, I saw Taika Wahiti with one, though, recently. He's the director of some of the th- like the, the, the Marvel films. I think he looked quite cool. And Brett Brad Pitt with a moustache pulls it off as well. Yeah, but these are all products of, like, that, that grew up in the 80s. They're, they're fucking, mm. they're, their formative years were in the 80s. Mm. Look at my top lip, right? Imagine, right, if I shave my beard off, look how big my moustache is. I've I'd got be a, so confused. I've got because a it, very thick moustache. Yeah, mate, it is like literally, t- your lippy, top lip is about two. You have got a bit of a monkey face. Isn't I you? have. Your top lip. That bit between your nose and your lip is just fucking massive, mate. You are the missing link. That would be <laughs> two inches of just moustache. Yeah. I think the beard, like, because you've got a beard, it, it yeah. balances it all out now, doesn't it? But if you just had that, mm. I mean, I'd like to see it, Stu, I ain't going to lie. I'd love to see it. I pay to see it. Look at that! It's fucking insane. It's a big moustache, isn't like, it? It's like a Gerard Dipperdeur. I think, yeah, it is. I think it would command a lot of respect. Who's that fucking cunt that does the? Uh, sorry, who's that man that does um, <laughs> that um, that sort of restoration show? Uh, he's got a fucking decent moustache. Oh, what the guy who does what the house restoration? I think so. I can't think what his name is. The, the ex colonel guy who did, did the, the 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 fucking castle in France. Yeah, yeah. You look like him. That's he's a, he's got he can pull it off. Yeah. I think you can. I think you're too quick to judge on this moustache. No, 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 no. If you're if you're of an age, it's fine. But like, mm, don't start don't, like don't start being like nineteen. Barely fucking can get a moustache, and then you're just mm. swanning around fucking. <coughs> Kingsland Road just going mm, check out my fucking ironic <laughs> moustache fuck off melt like <coughs> um, the thing is these fucking annoying fucking dweebs with their fucking ironic moustaches they're going to spend months trying to grow that whilst weekly shaving their pubes off yeah having a if you want a moustache you need pubes yeah, they exactly. go hand in hand. Don't try and be a real man while shaving your pubes off. No, and and I heard people would shave their pubes off and stick it onto their top lip as well. Exactly. In, um, exactly. Kingsland Road. Right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> You've got a problem with uh, moustaches. Where am I? I've done. What have I done? Magnolia, and I've done. Um, what did I do? Double denim. Okay. Um, like eighties remakes. Robocop fucked that one up, didn't they? Like Conan fucked that one up. Aliens, well, any Aliens film after Aliens is dog shit. Um, Total Recall, actually released in 1990, so just about gets away with this list. But they're all shit. Just look, like, They just fucked them. Like, if you can't come up with a new science... Science fiction is fucking fiction. Just come up with something new. I'm, I'm going to throw an addendum onto yours. Because on uh, one of mine uh, that should have been left in the 80s is sci-fi. Oh, that's disgusting. No. 
No, no, no. Like, you know, but don't just re like just do these remakes. Like at least Blade Runner twenty forty nine, it's just a new film. Like and it was really good. But Mad it just, Max? It just Mad Max Fury Road, I thought was fucking epic. Mm. I thought the one with Charlie Theron and Tom Hardy was absolutely brilliant. I was I was watching some YouTube thing the other day, people whinging that it was too female orientated because of Charlize Theron. I was like, she was fucking wicked in that film. What are people yapping on about? Yeah, so I actually think if you're going to do a sequel, that's fine, but just straight up rewriting Robocop, it was just like, it was just so lazy. Total Recall, as I say, just about escapes my wrath today, but made no sense. And Conan, as I said the other day, is steaming pile of bullshit, man. Like, 80s action is... Don't remake it because you're not going to get it and you're just going to annoy us all who really like that. Just come up with something new. And I think it's really naughty that you say, uh, you know, all science fiction. You kind of like a bit of Star Wars, don't no, you? No, but um, well, yeah, I guess so. But they were all, you know, aside from the new Star Wars, right? You tell me yeah. a sci fi film since Return of the Jedi that's been any good. I can tell you eight loads. I've Go said it before. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not having you drag me into this because then you're gonna start making silly arguments. I can see. It. I can see. You oh, right, Johnny Highbrow. Like, I'm, right. I'm sure. I'm you're... not getting. Tra- I'm not going. Pull- I just said Blade Runner 2049. How's that not that's, a masterpiece? That's not better than any Star Wars film. It, it is. It is. It, isn't, it is. It isn't. It's at least better than four other Star Wars films. 2049. Oh, stop it. No, all the new ones. What's missing? Okay. What's missing from the new Blade Runner film? The last Harrison two Star Ford. Wars. Go and watch the Star Wars films. He's in all of them. No, he's in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Is Just he? Go show you. Yes, you Mel. He's in it throughout it. Yeah. So, he's, but this is boring. Blade Runner. It's it's not. It's, it's like not. Star Wars, but without guns and shoot 'em ups and action. No, there's li- there's literally all that in Blade Runner. I, what I, are you I going on about? I went to see the cinema and fell asleep. And I can't, it was raining. I can't help you. I literally can't help you. <laughs> I can't. I, yeah, no, it's got all those things in there, mate. It's just not got lightsabers. Fundamentally, that's your problem. Right, so those films, what's your number three? I think that might be my problem, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I should give that a bit of thought. Um, my number three, soap operas. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair shout, Leave mate. me in the 80s. Yeah, right. I do. Um, yeah, yeah. For me... Uh, you know, I, I grew up. You know, my 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 very early years were in the seventies, so you know, I got to catch you know Crossroads, bit of Corey, mm. uh, but mm-hmm. then the eighties, mate, fucking hell, mm. EastEnders. I mean, that mm. was uh, it's, it's quality. Oh, it, it, it was it was quality television. Yeah, yeah Neighbours, yeah. Home and yeah. Away, yeah, Dallas yeah. Dynasty, yeah. Albion Market. Oh no, um, Bike Grove. Like. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to throw in your your Baker Groves and uh, um, and your Grain Jills and things like that, oh, fucking brilliant! Nineties Hollyoaks, fuck off. Yeah, it did start going a bit wrong, didn't it? Like nineties was like nineties El Dorado. Come on, oh, yeah. It just started going south, didn't it? Yeah. Really. And then, then like. Right, I remember it turning two thousand when I got to uni. It's nineteen ninety nine, and people were still watching these centers. I was like, what? You're what? And then, like, 2000s. What's happened since 2000s in any of these shows? It's just dog shit. No like, one cares. No one cares. No one cares. Old people do. And, like... Old people get a pass. Old people can do whatever they want. Yeah, because... Because, like, because uh, once you get... You're nearly there. Once you get to 50, everything's just locked in... Stuck in time. Yeah, of course. You know, your brain's not going to take on anything new, Stu. 
Um, That's I've already preempted it with sci-fi. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, but it's true. Like, I don't think there's been like. I mean, it blows my mind when, like, somebody's like, like oh, yeah, you know, oh, I was watching EastEnders last night, and I'm like, who watches soap operas? No. Like, why would you? Why would you? And, I, and I, you know, don't get me wrong, there's lots of people that, that are in them shows that make a very comfortable living from being in them shows, but... They don't make that much... Molly was looking at this the other day. They don't make that much. Yeah, but the thing days. is, like, if you get a good role, you mentioned Ian Bill. Oh, it's just... Yeah, right. exactly. He's, that's just been a cash cow for him, like, you know, forever. Forever. And it's like... It's just like pretty much, he doesn't even have to act because he's done it for so long. He just slightly switches his personality. He, I wonder he, if he's he, like he at Bill's, home and he just he's turns not at home into anymore. Bill. He isn't at home anymore. He, he, he's what? He got divorced uh, right. and he bought a camper van oh. and he lives in a camper van. What now? Yeah, he, he, he like just... Outside. Yep, yep, he drives around, goes fishing. What, the actor? Adam Woodyat goes around yeah. uh, and he lives in a camper van now. What? Really? Fair play. Like, yeah. I wonder if he ever accidentally. Do you know, like, you imagine like he's like having sex and then he just slips into his character. I don't Do think. think that, in I, his don't, head? I don't think he's that different from his character. No, I don't. And that's what's brilliant about it. Yeah. That's I reckon like about it. Danny Dyer's. Ca- but then again, Danny Dyer's character's not that different from Danny Dyer, is it? Exactly. It's perfect. Yeah. It's absolutely perfect. So um, I, I do think that, mm. you know, that the, uh, the, the heyday of, like, you know, the, the 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 figures for, like, Dallas were, like, off the scale. And, like, the, mm. the fact that it was, like, a global fucking, like, cliffhanger story of who shot JR was this exactly. massive fucking thing. Um, and, yeah, uh, you know, and who shot, um, who shot Dirty Den, like... Mm-hmm. There was like so many fucking mega story like our neighbours fucking Mark hell. Watts having AIDS. Like I mean, like I haven't put AIDS, but AIDS <laughs> should have stayed in the eighties. <laughs> AIDS should have really stayed in the eighties, <laughs> shouldn't it? Really, it's just a tragedy. A little listen back to what you just said. Oh, I said Mark Watts. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have it? Mark Fowler. Yeah, Mark, Mark Fowler. Sorry, 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 what? Uh, yeah, I but I mean, right, look mate. at fucking, look at um, Todd Carty. Not only was he Mark Fowler, he mm. was Tucker Jenkins in fucking mm. Grange Hill. Like, living the soap dream. Living the soap dream. And then, yeah, you get Ollie Oaks. Ollie Oaks, he's rubbish. He was always bow, rubbish. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah, it was pretty shit. Um, it was pretty shit. And, uh, yeah. It's not Although them. they did like Hollyoaks lates where it all got a bit more sexy. I really think if you're going to do that, have it as a soap and then just have it go straight into hardcore porn. Like have it on Pornhub or whatever. Dirty now, soap. Pe- people would really, yeah, you need a soap because it's going to get Yeah, dirty. you won't be able to scrub yeah, this like, kind of filth off. Making a soap is so cheap now. They might as well just do porn like that. Just have them banging the shit out of each other. It'd be, it'd be brilliant. It's like, you know, um, Pornhub, you got that. You can have that for free. Um, I do not want to see fucking Ken Barlow smashing the granny out of fucking Sharon Watts. I don't want to see e- that. To each their own, mate. To each their own. All right. Uh, what's my number two? Bum bags. What the fuck is going on? Well, leave them there because they're back. No, that's what I mean. You leave must see them like- everywhere where you live. Oh, it drives me mental. I just like Glastonbury. Glastonbury was great watching Glastonbury this year. Um, I wish I could have gone. And 
But uh, the bum bags thing, I've just seen young people with bum bags, it confuses the shit out of me. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, you know, what do you need in that bag? You don't need anything. Phone, uh, backup charger, yes, money, watch. Um, maybe some tablets if you've got like, a health condition. Right. Uh, and if, if you can if, get if a small bottle of water in there, maybe, right. maybe right. some you hand sanitizer. You know what? If you if you're at Glastonbury, ID. I'm gonna give you a fucking I'm gonna give you a free pass. But I don't know why we need I don't know why people need to wear bum bags. I just don't get it. They just the just look is disgusting. You've got they a bag. Let's see it from here. That's a that's a fucking a two hundred pound Stussy versus Herschel bag up there, mate. And I've had it for probably eight years now, and I love it. But it's just a, that's a holdall bag. Mm. It's fucking, it's, it's the bomb. Anytime I carry that round, people just look at me, and I already know that they think I'm better than them. But a bum bag? I, I, think, I think, you know, I know, I know it's different if you live in Margate, but like, mm. where <laughs> I still live in a, a very working class area, like, I can't afford £200 on a holdall. And so, you know, unfortunately, you know, me and my my other sort of working class friends have to go with what we can afford. And if that's a small mm. bum bag, then so be it. We can only dream of having to get in another little cleaning job on the side to try and, you know, put a little bit of money aside that one day, one day, maybe we could afford a £200 hold all and, uh, and walk around knowing that other people know you that we're better than them. You won't be You won't be better than me. Yeah. yeah I've already got it, mate. It's yeah. too late. You stick with your bum bags. I think you should do 30 years like R. Kelly, to be honest with you. See that geezer with that stussy bag? bag? No? You, did you not? Oh, he had spunk all over his fucking dirty T-shirt. <laughs> 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 uh, where are we at? Uh, oh, I've just done uh, That soaps. was my number two. No, no, I just did bum bags as well. Oh, so, right. so you were on your number two now, mate. Um... Uh, right, okay, I'm not going to say sci-fi. Um, you slipped it in, didn't you? Um, I was going to mention fingering. Uh, uh, no, they, 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 we need more of it. Yeah, I, I, I don't... It was obviously, it was in its heyday in the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. but... Um, like, 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 good fingering. I'm sure girls just don't want like some fucking 14-year-old just trying to ram their digits up there. Like, high-quality fingering. Why did you instantly just go to somebody underage? I don't... No, like, because that's where it all happens, isn't it? Just, it's like that, what? like, like... No, not you fingering an underage girl, but like, when no, you're no, younger, no, that's point like... point of me, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is like, you know, that's where youngsters sort of start to find their feet with the first right. base is what, kissing. What is first base? I don't know. His I literally didn't kiss a girl till I was about fucking 28. First base is like kissing. You was already fucking know. rattling off to fucking <laughs> four-year-olds about pearl necklaces <laughs> when you was fucking barely out of nappies. Listen, we all had, we all had a different entry point and mine was weird. Uh, um, don't but, say um, that. <laughs> yeah, no, like, I think that's one of the first things that the, that the youth get up to. Right. That's all right. All right, well, look, let, let, let's park up fingering. But no, yeah, right, okay, I'm not going right, to go with that. Um, I'm gonna go with um, James Bond. <laughs> it's quite a good one, this actually. It's quite yeah. an interesting one. Yeah, go on. So growing up in 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 the sort of mm. yeah, I, I started growing up in the the seventies. I didn't. I was born in seventy three. So you know, most of my 
early memories are from the very very end of the seventies, and and obviously most of my my my, my formative years were were in the eighties. Um, and it was a, a a thing that at Christmas there'd be a James Bond on on Christmas mm. Day, and I always remember like the the kind of idea of James Bond because I had like the little white car, like mm. I had the toy car yeah. or that, and I remember thinking it was really cool. Uh, and I liked ding 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 ding. I liked the music. Mm. Mm. But then I think the reality of it, when it come on on Christmas Day, mm. was oh, it's really boring. Like oh, I right. just wanted to watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or something like that. I just wanted to watch oh. Flash Gordon or. I'm fucking glad I weren't in. Well, like, Flash Gordon, fine, but I, you wanted to watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and James Bond was on. And I, if I was your brother, I'd have been fucking gutted. What you would rather watch James Bond than fucking Gene Wilder's seminal performance as fucking? As an adult, I probably, I probably prefer Charlie and Chocolate. But, but as a kid, you'd rather watch some fucking boring old misogynist fucking drive around in a fucking car in a suit and occasionally have a fucking punch up slap a bird's ass oh, I didn't rather than really watch some fucking yeah. mad professor with a load of kids in a factory jumping in rivers of chocolate and fucking going on psychedelic trains and fucking everlasting gobstoppers what's wrong with yes. you yes no I would like I didn't really get the misogyny bit like because I was a kid and you, you also like I was brought up in an era of action so there's a thing about <laughs> I was brought James up in Bond a household where, where my dad regularly slapped my mum's ass when he walked past <laughs> yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. I remember like James Bond films and all that. Like the idea of being a secret agent as a young boy is just like was, was just so good. I just loved it. But and, it's like, and, boring. And, and, no, okay. To you, it's boring. To me, and to you, probably in the minority there. To many of us, it was absolutely incredible. I didn't really understand that sort of like the the angle of misogyny till much later. It's almost like as we say, it's like it was like ingrained culture, and it's it's terrible. And that's the aspect of James Bond that I have a big issue with now. And I, I actually think like the Daniel Craig version and what they did with that trilogy, I think that was brilliant. I think they I did, they did a much better job uh, in terms of turning that around and stuff like that. Um, but it was it, it does feel like it's stuck in the past. And it was a weird thing. I was talking about this thing a minute ago about uh, Charlize Theron in Mad Max like being this, this strong female character who was fucking epic. And there was people bitching about the, the last James Bond because the new 007 was this, this female 007. But it was really good. Like, she was really good. She was really cool in it. And I just thought, I'd rather, like, I, I kind of still like James Bond to an extent, but I'm like, I'm like I've seen that film now. So I'm all for them pushing it al- pushing it along and coming from different angles with the story. That was very um, powerful. So yeah, I think traditional like, traditional James Bond. I think I think you're absolutely right. I think it can kind of stay a bit in the eighties. I'm all for seeing some new things, and you know, if they're going to re 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 reprise James Bond, fine. I'm not saying it should end, but you know, I think they need to continue with the idea of not having it as this ass slapping sort of guy. So I'm not saying that a man can't be a man either. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying cut the misogyny shit out of it and maybe tell some creative new stories, you know? Yeah, I think um, for me in the 80s, you know, it was Moonraker, it was, oh, the living daylights, uh, or dance into the fire. Fire. That's my favourite one. See, in the 80s, had the best Bond themes. That would have been late 70s, I reckon, Live and Let Die. But what like, was that? that was well, that was living that guy. Sorry, <laughs> what was that called? <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, but uh, but 
But yeah, and then when it gets into the nineties, you've got fucking Gladys Knight and I got a license to kill, mm. and it's like it's just mm. no, that might even have been late eighties actually. Um, but then it's all boring. Then it's like Adele, like and it's oh bore off. Like I thought Adele's one for Sky. I thought that was quite good. Uh, I, I didn't like Madonna. Madonna's one was really bad. I tell you what. Speaking of Adele, um, and you mentioned um, uh, Aid Sufferer Mark Watts, um, <laughs> former guest uh, Mark. Well, no, he's not been on this podcast, has he? He's been off a beaten track. Um, and was you there? Was you? I, I think I might have done a top five with Rooty when you wasn't when you was away. Oh yeah, yeah, I wasn't there. Uh, but former hardcore listener guest Rooty, um, who our friend Mark manages, um, has just mm. been announced as um, support to Adele at Hyde Park. Incredible! Yeah, wow, that's really so, cool. Uh, yeah, big up the, uh, the, the the Essex Massive. Um, yeah, and I just think um, I, I remember like watch. I, I remember thinking Moonraker was good because I think Moonraker had Jaws in it. Anyway, I remember thinking he yeah. was like really Jaws scary. It's when he partners up and he's got a laser gun. Yeah, and and then I just remember thinking it's all boring now and like and yeah and the fact they're still banging on about it it's like oh you've told the story just let it go make something else fun yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of down with that line of thought what's your number one do you know what says you haven't got a fucking idea and you and nothing says i couldn't care less more than a fucking quiche just just Quiche, for me, can just stay in the 80s, to be honest with you. I just, you know what? I I don't like going around someone's house, right? And there's a, a particular family member where, you know, we just put some bits on. It's like, we're going to, oh, we can come around for dinner. Yeah, yeah. And then we're like, oh, you know, we just thought we'd put some bits on because it'd be easier. It's like, I've fucking cooked for you. And now I come around here and it's just like an M&S quiche. Oh, and I don't even mind quiche. I'm just bored of it, mate. I just think it's an 80s thing that can just stay there. Um, yeah, fuck off. How about you? Do you think that's... Do you, you, you're upset about this. No, I'm not. I'm not. I can tell. I'm not. I remember, like, as a kid, like, there, there was being, like, you know, if there was, like, a little kind of um, buffet spread, yeah. um, I'd be, like, the gannet that would just be, like, oovering up the little picnic eggs and, like, the little sausages. Mm. Um, this was before I discovered um, French bread with pate and peanuts. <laughs> But um, my brother choked on a peanut once at a family party at a buffet. And my dad mm. held him upside down by his feet and shook him. Did it come out? Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously, he's, he's still alive. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I... Uh, I do you know what? Right, let me break down quiche, right? If he's got, like, a tomato, like, slices of tomato in it, mm. oh, just fuck off. Because that, right. certainly, if it's hot, because you just get that tomatoey taste, just like kind of that horrible, like watery tomatoey taste, mm. just goes into Mush, like the cheek. Yeah. Oh, fuck off! I, like hot quiche can fuck off. At mm. the fridge, mm. just like a kind of cheesy eggy, like um, with a little quiche. bacon bits. In. Oh, mate! I get it. I'm down with that. It's got to be out the fridge I, though. I don't want it room I, temperature. I don't want it hot. Out the fridge. I get it. I don't know. I just look at quiche. It just bores me. Yeah. I think quiche bores me like sci-fi yeah. bores you. I reckon if you went exploring today where you live, I bet there's some kind of ironic fucking quiche restaurant in Margate now. No, there's probably like they probably do like thirty pound quiches. Yeah. 
you know, artisan pieces. But they make it, they probably made it themselves as opposed to just like, you know, it's come from, it's like Asda's own quiche. Well, no, hang on. No, you played it down. You played it down for impact on the story there. You played it down. No. You played it down there to fucking serve your story. Your your loving relative, you said Mm. M&S. That's different. Hmm. They've made effort yeah, there. But it, w- it won't be M&S though. It you won't. said it was it M&S. Then you no, changed it to right. Asda. I, no, listen. I got it wrong when I said M&S. I wasn't thinking clearly. I Muscle apologize. memory, won't it? Muscle memory, you fucking Margate No, because I, I shop in M&S, obviously. What, when Jesus Waitrose Christ. is shot? When I fill up, I fill up. What do you think I fill that bag up with? Everyday value, Tesco's, blue and white stuff. Hmm. No. That's where you get I your fill fucking that up with the best. 20 pound bottle of wine, isn't it? I go to if Budgeons was here, I'd go in Budgeons, mm. yeah, my twenty pound bottles. Well. Like, but no, no, but it won't be. It'll be like an Asda or Sainsbury's, like quiche, and you just think, oh, you just, oh, what, what, what's the salad? Uh, some iceberg lettuce. Oh, this is gonna be a nice meal. Can't wait to eat this. It's just you, just you, nothing. you're selfish. You are like that's some, that's says. somebody that's invited you to their home. I'd rather not. And do you know what's for pudding? Well, you, if, if, hopefully they're listening you know and it won't pudding? be a problem anymore. Angel Delight, I hope. Oh, even Vianetta. better. What's no, wrong because with you? Vianetta. You've changed. Vianetta was nice in the 80s. It's still nice now. Think, no, it's not. And you know what it does? It makes me think, oh, the 80s was shit when I ate it. I'm like, oh, was this good back then then, was it? Because I liked it back then, but things have moved on. I don't watch reruns of Dungeons and Dragons, the cartoon, because it depresses me because it's dog shit now. But back then it was great, and I'd rather not eat, eat Vianetta and be reminded that, you know, actually it's probably rose tinted glasses. I had a Vianetta yeah, ice so. cream last night. Did Did you really? Yeah. So they've made little mini ones on lolly sticks. No. Mm. It was alright. Oh, that sounds quite good actually. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, like this this whole list is is pretty much me just being um, cantankerous, and I don't really. Don't really hate any of it. People understand that this podcast works, Chris. You don't need to explain (laughs) that. Uh, My my number (laughs) one. uh, Mm. I'm going to talk music. Um, Mm -hmm. So two specific types of music um, that Mm, uh, should be left in the 80s. Right, coming in. Hair metal, right? Oh, I'm in complete agreement with that. So all of them awful bands. I nearly said those hairstyles. I mean, they can stay there as well. You don't see them a lot, though, do you, really? No. But hair metal still knocks about a bit. All of them awful, awful bands like Skid Mm. Row, Extreme, Mm. Motley Crue, all of that. Like, just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just... It's not rock and roll, it's pop music, it's bad pop mm-hmm. music. Yeah, uh, it's not gnarly, it's just, yeah, it's faff. And and I'm really, f- thankfully Kurt and, and, and all the, the exciting guitar music happened in the early 90s just got rid of all of that. Mm. Um, and then some, somehow, Guns N' Roses managed to sort of cut through it. <laughs> and somehow... John Bon Jovi managed to sneak his <laughs> way through the night. He's still having hits. Mm. And he just kind of like, he put a little wedge in the door and left it open. And then before you know it, in the fucking noughties, Motley Crue are back. And then all of a sudden, Poison are back. Like, Rocker Loves mm. on the television. You know, and like, and then there's just this kind of surge of, oh, it's really cool, like, hair metal. And it's like, it's not. No. It's not. Like, you look back at it and laugh at, h- at how ridiculous they looked as we look back at the New Romantic thing mm. and laugh at how ridiculous they looked. The New Romantic thing had really a fucking amazing pivotal 
genre changing music in it. Mm. Hair metal just had really fucking empty, soft, like nothing music. Reductive of all the things that it came from, yeah. There was some amazing stuff going on with guitars in, in, in the 80s, you know. If you look at fans like the fucking Cure and the Smiths and things like that, mm. people doing really fucking amazing things with guitars, and then you've just got a load of fucking people looking fucking awful, just fucking singing about <laughs> fucking misogynistic shit, no doubt. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, we can park that up. Um, we don't need any more um, hair metal. Mm. We'll leave that in the eighties. Um, house music. Let's leave house music in the 80s. Oh, I like house music. No, I'll keep like, it, mate. Um, because for me, I caught house music when I was maybe 15, 16, 17. Uh, and in, you know, 80, maybe 88, uh, oh, m- maybe 91, 92. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt really exciting and new and fresh and exciting. Mm. And I just find it quite uninspiring there. Occasionally, yeah, you're one of those losers that doesn't like drugs. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast.